Hey, this is Price Wright. I'm the campus pastor at New City Church, Loma Vista, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. Special thanks in advance to those of you who give generously to New City. You make this ministry possible. To partner with New City, click the link in the description. I hope this message inspires you to trust in and live like Jesus. If it does, don't forget to subscribe, share it on social media, or make sure to send it to your friends. I hope you enjoy the message. Hey, what's up, everyone? We're speaking about coming out of the crowd this week in our topic circles. We've been doing circles for the last few weeks. and We're going to continue doing circles for the next couple weeks. Last week, we spoke about the inner circle that Jesus had with Peter, James and John. Right. We talked about how do you get into the inner circle and Jesus embracing you? Well, this week we're speaking about coming out of the crowd and how Jesus was on the beach speaking to people in Mark chapter four, verse one through twelve. He's speaking to people and sharing parables, those interesting stories that we pull so much from and we get good insight into our spirit. Right. Jesus is speaking to them on the beach and, and and he has this crowd of people around him and in the crowd there are different types of people you have the critics the fans the followers the inner circle you have all those there right and, and the question i have to ask you is what part of the crowd are you jesus steps out of the crowd onto the boat and then he sits down he separates himself from the crowd and gets to share the parables that we're going to talk about tonight i pray that you'll be blessed by what we're sharing i pray that you've been blessed by the songs by the prayers Everything that's been happening, but I, I think tonight that this message today, this message is going to be, whenever time you're watching, this message is going to be a great blessing to you. So Mark chapter four, hurry up and get there. Thank you so much for joining. I want to make I want to make sure that you check out the the front right now. If you're looking on your screen, you can see a generosity, our giving, our sharing in the ministry of New City Church. Uh, we love for you to go to the app and begin sharing, begin giving uh, to the ministry if it's been a blessing to you and if God has called you. And if you want to be a cheerful giver or if you want to give your tithes and offerings now, we want you to go to the app and begin giving. If you don't have it, you can download it. It's right there on your screen right now. Thank you for taking the opportunity to give to New City Church. We appreciate you. We can only do the things we do in excellence. And as you see, every week we've been getting better and better, adding new tools, adding new opportunities. Why? Because your giving has been great to, to allow us to keep going forward, doing what God has called us to do, not only on video, but behind the scenes. So God bless you and thank you for that. Also, I want to thank you just for your active engagement, for, for liking this video, for commenting and for sharing this video with somebody else. Why? Because as we talk about the parables, as we talk about the crowd, as we speak about these great things in Mark chapter four, somebody's going to be blessed by you sharing. And so be an active engager and be a sherry. Thank you so much for doing that. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'm so excited to jump into our message today out of the crowd. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your faithfulness. For, your, for being holy, God, for keeping us in this time where so much is going on, so much uncertainty. I thank you for the word today. I thank you for uh, just teaching us that we need to come out of the crowd to embrace you, to connect with you, uh, knowing that you're intentional, God, with your efforts to win us, God, to you. We thank you, God, for that word. We thank you for your spirit, God. I'm praying today for everyone that's watching this video that you would bless them, God. Bless their ears, bless their hearts, God. Help them to receive your word, not to be like the, the, the people who get seed and allow the enemy to come and snatch it away, God. Let them be intentional about grabbing your word. Let their, let their hearts and minds be good soil, God, so that they are transformed by the renewing of their minds. We give you praise, honor, and glory. Bless us and keep us in your perfect will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, let's go to the word, Mark chapter four. That's where we're going. Jesus gives that message there 
on the beach, the parables he begins to share. And in those parables, there's a call to come to him. There's a call. If you're watching right now, it's that call in your heart. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you that you need to come closer to the Lord. And I'm reminded of a call as my family and I went to the Sprint Center in Kansas City, right? It's a, a new place that was built for entertainment and sports purposes and things. We go to the Sprint Center and there's a call. We're sitting there right before the whole entire event starts. And we're just hanging out, having a good time. It's a preseason game. And we're excited because we haven't been to a preseason game. Minnesota Timberwolves, Miami Heat. You know, now we don't have a team in Kansas City, so we're enjoying sitting there just soaking in the festivities. And all of a sudden, somebody comes up and calls us out of the crowd and says, hey, when the game starts, we want you guys to come out of the crowd, come down to the floor, and we want you just to do something. They didn't tell us what we were going to do, right? So I'm laughing because the story is great. We get out, right? The game starts. There's thousands of people. It's full. It's sold out. People walking everywhere, and we're getting antsy because we they came to us out of all the people there. They came to us to ask us to step out of the crowd to do something special. Isn't it interesting that Jesus calls us to step out of the crowd sometimes and do something intentional, specific, and unique? As a matter of fact, Jesus always calls us to separate ourselves from the crowd. It says that in Scripture. Jesus calls us to separate ourselves from the world. We're in the world, but not of the world. We're transformed by the renewing of our minds. We don't love the things of the world, but we trust God, and we have our cares and our concerns wrapped up in what God has called us to do. So he separates us intentionally, just like that night. So the people came, they separated us. We went down to the floor at halftime. People are screaming, stuff is going on. My heart is beating out of my chest. I have no clue what was happening with my family, but I'm sure their hearts was beating out of the chest. We get down there to the floor. Mind you, I cannot dance. And what happens? The music hits and they say, hey, we want you all to dance. It's a dance contest. And I'm like, why in the world would y'all do a dance contest? Yeah, I can sneak, teach, preach, sing, do some of those things, but I can't dance. And so what happens? The music comes on and I, uh, I start uh, hitting my dance. <laughs> My desk crowd is going crazy. My wife, who actually can dance, acting like she was shy. She's not shy. If you've seen her, her Instagram videos or TikTok, you know she's not shy, right? And so all of a sudden, we're dancing down there. We're called out of the crowd to do something special, and we got a great reward that night. I don't say this to say that God's going to just give you a reward because you stepped out, but there is an immediate reward that comes from embracing God as he's called us out of the crowd into his inner circle, and that's the fruit that God gives. When you trust Jesus, with your life, the good fruit you receive, the love, the joy, the patience, the peace, all of that stuff that's on the inside of you, man, it overflows. When I tell you, if you want to experience that, you have to step out. When Jesus calls you, step out, embrace the call, and let him do a change on your life. I wrote this quote. It says, sometimes we are shocked when Jesus calls us to faith to do something specific. Isn't that so true? So true. Let's go to Mark chapter 4, verse 1 through 12. I'm, I'm reading from the HTSB. You'll see this uh, below if, you, if you're reading alone. I want to read this. It says, and in his teachings, he said to them, this is the parables as he spoke from the boat to the people. And in his teachings, he said to them, listen, consider those, uh, consider the sower who went to sow, who went out to sow. As he sowed, this occurred. Some seed fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground where it didn't have much soil and it sprang up right away since it didn't have deep soil, right? This is Jesus talking. When the sun came up, it was scorched and it didn't have a root. It withered. Finally, other seed fell among the thorns and the thorns came up and choked it and it didn't produce a crop. Still others fell on good ground and produced a crop that increased 30 60, 100 times what was sown. I highlighted some words in there that stood out to me. 
along the path, right? The sower came and, and he put some seeds out along the path, just like in our life, along the journey, along the path. God is putting different things, different moments where he's calling us and drawing us into Himself, asking us to do specific tasks, challenging us to take the next step, driving us by his Holy Spirit along the path, right? It says he puts out good seeds. And then the next word is rocky ground. For some, it's not a, it's not a straight path. It's not, it's not good soil. It hasn't been uh, tilled. The ground hasn't been tilled. It's like it's rocky ground. And so he's throwing out the seed and, and, and it's rocky all over the place. And so the seed is not falling on good soil. It's falling on rocky ground. And then it says the sun came out and scorched the seeds that didn't fall in good soil because they weren't in the soil. They were on the ground or they were in rocky ground. And then I see... It didn't have a root. How, do you have the root in you? Some of y'all know this. You're hearing me say, well, we already know that. But I wanted to highlight these words because if you don't have a root, what happens? When the sun scorches, it withers away. As the word of God is, all of this is about the word of God. Are you receiving the word? Are you being called out? Are you embracing the call when Jesus tells you to come to me all who are weary and I'll give you rest? Are you trusting Jesus and stepping out and doing what he's asking you to do? Here's the final few words that I heard that stood out to me. Thorns. Choked. Every, it was choked. The good seeds, when the good seeds rose up because it was in the midst of thorns, it was choked out. And then others fell on good ground. Are you good ground? Are you good soil that God has tilled? And you've allowed God to really move you and motivate you so that when he puts out the seed, it's fallen in a good place and it has roots and it goes deep in the ground and it sprouts up like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season. Its leaves also should not wither and whatsoever it does will prosper. Are you that person? Psalms chapter one. I hope you are. God loves multiplying good fruit in his children when we embrace his seed and we allow him to build great things up. So Jesus on the beach is speaking this parable. And at the time, they didn't have the commentaries and things like that. So some people didn't really understand what Jesus was saying. So what did Jesus do behind the scenes? His disciples asked him, you know, what was all this stuff you were talking about? And Jesus makes it very plain and clear for his apostles and disciples. Are you allowing God to, to move you and direct you the way you need to be and allow the good seed to fall in your life? See, God multiplies good fruit for his children when we walk in step and we step out in faith. Like my wife and myself, we stepped out and we received a good blessing, even though we had to be a little embarrassed when we stepped out there in the sprint center. Are you stepping out of the crowd when Jesus calls you to step in that inner circle? The next thing, the next point for you is, are you listening? Are you listening and obeying? Stepping out takes listening and obeying. So I imagine if you're stepping out, you are listening and obeying. If you're watching this now, you're saying, no, I'm not really listening and obeying, Pastor Price. I'm finding myself addic addicted to things and stuck in the same situations that I'm always stuck in. I can't seem to break the rut. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm rocky ground or I'm the path. I'm not good soil. God is saying he wants you to be good soil right now if you're listening to this. And if you're listening and you've been stagnant and you've went from being good soil to being rocky ground or being just, just regular ground in the new pathways that you're on in life, you've got to come back and allow God to, God's calling, but are you listening? Are your ears, are your spiritual ears open to hear what the spirit is saying to your heart? Are you willing to embrace the next steps that God has for you to embrace? Are you listening and obeying? Mark chapter four continues. It says, then he said, anyone who has ears should hear. Anyone has, who has ears to hear should listen. I'm messing up. This is live, right? It's not, I'm, I'm speaking and not cutting this right. So sometimes I'm not doing it perfect, but I want you to hear the word. Anyone who has ears to hear should listen. When he was alone with the 12, those who were around him asked him about the parables. I just told y'all that. Those who were around Jesus began to ask him to explain, expound on these parables because they didn't have commentaries and breakdowns and a bunch of other stuff, but they were right there with the master. And so this is what happens. 
He answered them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those outside, everything comes in parables so that they may look and look, yet not perceive. They may listen and listen, yet not understand. Otherwise, they may turn back and be forgiven. These words ring true from Isaiah uh, not six and nine, right? These are words that kind of uh, talk about people who could not hear the word of God. They would not receive. They reject the word. I know you can hear that and say, well, God is blocking them from hearing. Jesus is not allowing them to hear. But you got to remember, he knows our hearts. He knows our thoughts. John chapter two, verse 24 talks about how Jesus knows the innermost parts of us. He didn't give in to the crowd, right? Remember, there was a crowd, the fans, the inner followers, all of those people were around him. This great crowd that was around him were different types of circles, different types of people. But Jesus never gave in to the crowd because he knew what was in their hearts. And so even in this moment, Jesus knowing what's in their hearts, he says that they don't want to hear the truth. They're rejecting the truth when they don't. And so he speaks these parables knowing that in their hearts, they really don't want that. They have a willful blindness, right? They have a willful blindness. Do you have a willful blindness? Are you turning away from the ways of God and not embracing the truth of who God is and saying, I really don't want to know all of that stuff because every time I hear the scriptures and hear the word of God, it's condemning me. It's cutting my heart and I don't want to hear that judgment. But God is telling you things that are going to keep you from separation for all eternity. God wants you to be connected to him, connected to the family. He wants you to be born again and drawn into the family of Christ under the covenant of the blood so that your wife not only has purpose and meaning and fulfillment, but for time and eternity, you can know that you have blessed assurance that Jesus is mine, right? That Jesus is yours and that you will know that you'll stand in front of the father one day and he'll say, well done, my good and faithful servant, all because you've come out of the crowd. You've allowed God to call you. You've embraced that call. You're listening and obeying. And God begins to expound and explain things to you. Why? Because you're his child. He begins to bless you and good fruit begins to flow from you. Why? Because you're his child. But what circle are you in? Are you in the inner circle? Are you in the crowd? Are you a follower? Are you a fan? You just kind of casually know him and you got the poster and all that, but you're not willing to step out and do the right things. Yeah, I might talk fast because I'm passionate and excited about you coming into the inner circle of God and embracing everything that he's called us to do. I need you to know that the devil is very busy seeking who he may devour, trying to find ways to put thorns among the, the, the grapefruit that's grazing up in the harvest, that's raising up. Why? He wants to come like the birds and he wants to suck you out when the seeds are planted and the seeds go down. He wants to come and he wants to snatch all that good seed up so you forget who God has called you to be. And if you allow the enemy to do that, you won't find progress in your spiritual life. You'll find yourself conflicted and confused on spiritual things and you'll be walking down a road and a path that God is not really honoring and calling you to walk down because God knows it. If you do the things he's called you to do, you're going to be blessed on the inside and it's going to overflow outside. People are going to look at you and call you blessed, not because you got a lot of money necessarily. Maybe that happens, but God is going to bless you so much on the inside. People are going to say, how do I get like you? And, and, and also, you're going to do well on your job. You're going to rise up because you're going to be producing excellence and great things can happen, right? Because you're doing what God has called you to do. But you also may find yourself on the opposite end. And so are you trusting God to whatever situation you find yourself in? You're going to be content. You're going to trust him, not complacent, not lazy, but you're going to be content in whatever circumstance you find yourself because you've embraced the truth of God. You've listened and obeyed. You've walked the line that God has called you to walk and you've, and you've honored the call to come into the inner circle, right? Talking about circles, y'all. God expects and requires fruit from those who enjoy the gospel. I'm read that again. God expects and requires fruit from those who enjoy the gospel. If you're watching, you say, I don't enjoy the gospel. 
Or you say, I don't know the gospel. Or maybe you say, I already know the gospel. Yes, I am enjoying that fruit. Thank God for you. But if you don't know the good news and the gospel of Jesus Christ, you need to know that Jesus came in this world for you and for me. Why? Because we were all born into sin. He said, none is righteous except for God, the greatest. And he came into the world. He lived the same free, sin-free life. He was the only one that could do it. He was born of the virgin, his mother Mary. He was born and his name was talked about. He was Emmanuel the Great. They came and they gave him gifts. They let the gifts at his feet. By the time he was 12, he was teaching the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes of the Pharisees. And they were shocked by the knowledge and understanding, the profound understanding he had. And then he went and got quiet for years. And 30 years later, and years later, not 30 years, but years later at age 30, he begins to execute his ministry and do incredible things. And he showed us that he healed the sick, raised the dead. He, he fed the hungry, 2,000, uh, 5,000 people. He fed two fish and five loaves of bread. Jesus did all these incredible things, but he gave us the real bread, the bread of life, the word of life, and began to do all the things that connected to the Old Testament, talking about the Messiah who was going to come and reign and do incredible things. Do you know that Jesus, have you embraced that Jesus? And the good news would be this. He came to bring the kingdom, the kingdom of God. He said the kingdom of God had arrived. And that kingdom was a kingdom that was on the inside, right? That wasn't about necessarily the flesh. It was about the spirit and you receiving the spirit of God. And the kingdom that he was bringing was a connection and combination of people, believers all around the globe, not a specific color, creed, a height, race, none of that. But it was about the believers that trust Jesus and that are born into the family. He came to give you life and life more abundantly. And all you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. That is the gospel. That is what is required. Fruit from that gospel is required. So if you believe that God has come to, to make it to where you can confess with your mouth and believe with your heart the Lord Jesus saying you're saved, that you can begin to walk different because when you receive that, then you're saved. And at the moment of conception that you're that you're saved, that you receive Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes into your life and begins to change you and reroute things and do amazing things to you. You can't even receive Jesus without having the Holy Spirit of God that pushes you and directs you. So if you're watching this and you feel convicted in your heart or you feel that man I need to get uh, reignited in Jesus. It's time for you to embrace the good news of Jesus Christ, to recommit yourself to trust in Jesus Christ. If you found yourself uh, uh, going along a road that is bumpy and full of rocks and, and it's not that road that's full of good soil, if you found yourself in that place, you've got to make sure that you get back on the track of what Jesus has called you to do and allow the Holy Spirit to till you so that you can be good soil and to receive all that God wants. Here's the amazing thing about the good news. Jesus Christ, he hung on the cross. They pierced his hands. They pierced his feet. They beat the mess. I mean, they beat Jesus and he bloody and they put the crown of thorns on his head. All of that. He did that for us. He was a sacrifice for us. You're watching now. You say, why in the world would he do that for us? Because the wages of sin is death. That's what God said. And the Bible says God sent his only son into the world for you and me. God sent his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You may not know this, but in the Old Testament, they had to sacrifice animals in order to, to be forgiven. They had to bring those animals a certain process they had to go through in Leviticus, Exodus, Leviticus. You see this process they had to go through, and it was very distinct and very orderly. And the blood of the lambs would cover them and cover their sins. But those, those sacrifices and all that stuff, it became so mixed up into the traditions and religious practices of men, it became no good. And it became a stench to the nostrils, nostrils of God. But God always had a plan for something better. And the good news says that when Jesus came, that was the plan from the beginning from Genesis where God says that the seed, the woman will crush, the, the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. The serpent who, who came and spoke those things, this, this, this being that came and spoke those things to Adam and Eve and caused them to fall. From the beginning, it's prophesied that this, the one 
the seed of Abraham, the one that's going to come, and that he was going to establish a kingdom that will reign forever in Jesus, fulfill those prophecies throughout all. He was the only one that could fulfill all those prophecies over and over again. He did it one after one after one. He came to make sure that he would accomplish the mission of his father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. He says he only spoke what the father gave him to speak. He honored that, but he also equaled himself by saying, before Abraham was, I am. If you've heard all of that and you're kind of confused, I want you to get in the inbox and ask me more. If the Holy Spirit is piercing your heart and you say, man, I need to know more about getting in this inner circle, about being born again. I think maybe I'm a part of the crowd or maybe I'm just a fan. I don't think I'm in that inner circle because I haven't embraced the gospel of what you're saying. I don't fully get it all. I want you to know Jesus wants you to have life but you have to embrace him. You only have life through Jesus Christ. There is no other way to the father. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. There's no way to the father, but by me. If you don't know Jesus, I challenge you to get to know Jesus right now. Take this time to get to know him. And we're not about to pray just yet, but I wanted to share that with you because God expects and requires fruit from those who enjoy the, the gospel. He expects and requires fruit from those who enjoy the gospel. So if you've heard that, you've heard the gospel, you've heard the good news, that one day he rolls out the grave on that third day, and one day he's coming again for his people. And he showed himself to countless people. He walked around for 40 days showing himself to people that he was alive and well. He said, here's my hands, here's my side, handle me. Ghosts don't have flesh and blood the way I have. He told his disciples that. They saw him, and these cowards, the men that hood, that they went and they, they hid because they were afraid. These cowards who were now in his inner circle, who he walked with, who he shared the parables with, who he opened up the truth of life with, these cowards became these powerful men who began to share one of the greatest stories ever told. These guys who were untrained, except for Matthew, Matthew who was a tax collector, who ended up writing the book of Matthew. These guys did not have uh, all of that education to do all the things they did, but God used them in a powerful way. He called them out of the crowd to do something special. Jesus is calling you to do something incredible, to do something special. Are you ready to take that next step? I don't want to miss these specific points. I want to make sure I share these with you. Jesus didn't give his life to the crowd. He knew what was in them. John chapter two, verse 24 to 25. We shared that Jesus invested time with those who stepped out of the crowd and took their next spiritual step. Is that you? Are you ready to take that next step to be baptized, to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? It doesn't take much. You can say this prayer that I'm going to say here in just a minute and you can receive Jesus. So you can make the choice right now and say, I want to receive Jesus in my heart as my Lord and Savior. It's that simple. Receive him in your life as your Lord and Savior and then reach out and contact us so we can begin to walk with you so you're not by yourself. So you can be baptized and celebrate in front of the crowd of witnesses of believers who will embrace you and accept you and say, man, we love you and we're glad that you're with us. So make sure you do that. But Jesus invested time. The same time we're talking about investing in you. Jesus invested time into the people that were in his inner circle. He also invested the time into the crowd, talking to them, even though he knew their hearts, but he didn't give himself to that crowd. Are you giving yourself to the wrong people? You're giving yourself to the wrong circle. I hope you're giving yourself to the Lord Jesus. Before we stop, I want to tell you the story, remind you of the story of the rich man, uh, the young rich man who Jesus came to. It's in Mark chapter 10, verse 17 through 31. I'm not going to read it, but in this story, Jesus, there's this young rich man. He's doing all these things right. He's keeping all the religious rituals and stuff like that. But Jesus calls him from the crowd to come and follow him. And it's the sad part of the story that I am going to read. He said, teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commands, commandments since I was young. This is verse 21. This is Mark chapter 10, verse 17 through 31. And we're at verse 21. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There's still one thing you haven't done, he said. He said, he told him, 
go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Jesus invited him into the inner circle. And some of y'all hear that and all you hear is, well, Jesus said I can't be rich. That is not the point of the parable. You have got to take time to really pay attention to the full context of scripture. In the Old Testament, there are rich, wealthy men who had the land, they had cattle, they had all these different things that God had blessed them with. In the New Testament, you say some, some guys that were in poverty that didn't have much, but you also see other men who were at a different level who God, Jesus did embrace. And so I'm not saying whatever level you find yourself Find contentment in Jesus. Come to Jesus and let him give you rest. But there is a challenge. He says it's harder for a rich man to go through the eye, uh, to go uh, to get to the kingdom of heaven than to go through the eye of a needle. You know, obviously being that little place the camels had to go in. It's harder for a rich man to get to that. So he made a distinct, specific point. But the question to you was at the end. He called that young rich man. And the, the story goes on to say that young rich man couldn't, just couldn't do that. And he had to walk away sad. And, and he couldn't give up all his possessions. If Jesus is calling you out of the crowd, out of just the, the fan fandom, and he's calling you into the inner circle, are you ready to take that step? Are you ready to embrace the gospel that I've just shared with you if you've never heard it? Or maybe you need it to be reignited and have that relit passion. Are you ready to walk and follow Jesus no matter what it costs? Because if you're ready to follow Jesus no matter what it costs, I promise you, he's going to change your life in a way that you never could imagine and begin to open doors that go beyond all you could have ever expected. And it's going to take a life change, a mind transformation, and an embracing of all that Jesus has called you to do. So I pray today you will take them steps. Take those steps. Man, he's talking like a like one of them black bitches. Yes, I am a young black guy. You know, I got a little ebonics that comes out of me. And no, we're not cutting this because I want you to get it raw and fresh. The good news of Jesus Christ is great for all of us. White, black, orange, green, purple. So I pray. My timer is telling me I'm done. I pray, y'all know how I am on Sunday mornings. I just kind of go with the flow. I pray that you will be blessed by this and that God will continue to lead you and guide you in the right way. Let's pray. You can pray this prayer of faith if you're, if you're able to. Uh, Father God, pray this prayer of faith if you need to say this. Father God, I need you today. I receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again on the third day. I trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer of faith, connect with us so we can get you baptized, so we can get you in discipleship, and we can begin to walk with you so you're not alone. For everybody else, God, I ask you to bless them, lead them, guide them. God, help them to have strength and peace and power. Help them not to fall away from the right path. Let the seeds fall on good soil. Help them to see you intentionally and clearly. We just thank you so much, God. You're so faithful. God bless you today. I'm over my time. Y'all have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining us today, and thank you for supporting New City's ministry. If this inspired you and you want to partner with New City, you can give now by clicking the link in the description or visit newcitychurch.com slash podcast for more info. Be blessed.